This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Tuesday, January 19th, 2021. On this day in 1969, Czech student Jan Pollock died by self-immolation to protest his country's recent invasion by Soviet troops. While his death did not immediately set Czechoslovakia free from its new overlords, it gave his countrymen a powerful symbol of defiance. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this activist's death, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of self-immolation that some people may find disturbing. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're diving into the story of Czech student and activist Jan Pollock. Let's go back to January 19, 1969, to central Prague. Word traveled quickly. Jan Pollock was dead due to the wounds he suffered after setting himself on fire three days earlier. No one could forget the sight of the blaze, whether they saw it in person or on the news. The handsome young man, just 20 years old, suddenly flickering behind a sheet of crackling flame. The sputtering, the smoke. But if Jan had died to get his message out, that left just one task to those who remained alive. They had to respond to his rallying call and fight against the Soviet invaders taking over Prague and all of Czechoslovakia. The Soviets were intent on crushing the Czechs' liberal reforms to sweep the country behind an iron curtain. But Czech citizens were just as determined to make sure the USSR knew it wasn't welcome. They refused to be demoralized into submission. One of the doctors who treated Jan explained the aim of her patient's protest this way. It was not so much in opposition to the Soviet occupation, but the demoralization which was setting in, that people were not only giving up, but giving in. And Jan wanted to stop that demoralization. I think the people in the street, the multitude of people in the street, silent, with sad eyes, serious faces, which when you looked at those people, you understood that everyone understands, all the decent people who were on the verge of making compromises. Or had been, before Jan reminded them to keep fighting. The crowds gathered quickly throughout the center of the city. Soon they were blocking off streets and filling plazas. Many were students. Some were veteran activists. Others were simply angry that the Soviets had swooped into their country uninvited. They didn't understand Czechoslovakia's unique history and socio-political circumstances. They had no respect for the so-called Prague Spring, the set of liberal reforms put in motion the previous year. 
Instead, the Soviets saw those policies as a direct threat to their authority. Some of the protesters coordinated hunger strikes, others lit candles on the streets in Jan's honor, and still more marched, chanted, and set the city ablaze in their own way, with passion and conviction. As the days wore on, the demonstrations continued and got bigger. On January 25th, thousands waited in a line that snaked through the streets to pay their respects at Jan's funeral. As days turned to weeks and then to months, the inspiration provided by Jan still held. Two other Czech activists set themselves ablaze. Jan Zeitz on February 25th and Evgen Plotsek on April 4th. They refused to let Jan's flame go out. Unfortunately, Prague's passionate opposition to the Soviet invasion was not enough to stop one of the world's great powers from cementing its control over the state. For decades after Jan's self-immolation, Czechoslovakia remained under the USSR's thumb. For many of the country's people, the Prague Spring started to feel like a distant memory. Reform, it seemed, was out of reach. For now, anyway. But through the 70s and then the 80s, Jan was not forgotten. The people of Czechoslovakia remembered him as a symbol of powerful defiance. In January 1989, when the Soviet Union was loosening its iron grip and change finally seemed possible, they turned to Jan once more. Now, finally, they would get their freedom, and they'd make sure it was in his name. Coming up, protests rise up in Jan's memory, this time with powerful results. Listeners, this month marks 60 years since John F. Kennedy became the 35th President of the United States, ushering his already prominent family into the highest enclaves of political power. But behind their storied successes lie secrets and scandals so severe, if it were any other lineage, they would have been left in ruin. This January, to commemorate this iconic milestone, dig into the dramas of a real-life American dynasty in the Spotify original from Parcast, The Kennedys. This exclusive series from Spotify features your favorite ParCast hosts, including me, covering every angle of the Kennedys from shows like Conspiracy Theories, Unsolved Murders, Crime Countdown, and others. Assassinations and conspiracies, corruption and cover-ups, international affairs, and extramarital ones, too. Examine all of the Kennedy family's most controversial moments, all in one place. You can binge all 12 episodes of this limited series starting on Tuesday, January 19th. Follow The Kennedys free and exclusively on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. 
On January 19, 1969, Czech activist Jan Pollock died of the wounds he sustained during self-immolation. He set himself ablaze to galvanize his country against a Soviet invasion. And it worked. At least in part, protests erupted throughout Prague, filling the streets with clamors for change. The needed reforms didn't come for years. The Soviets were too powerful, at least in 1969. Two decades later, however, the USSR reckoned with its own structure. Its iron grip was loosening. Capitalism seemed to be making inroads against communism. And the Czechs, smelling change on the wind, remembered Jan Pollock and took to the streets once more. Ostensibly, the 1989 protests that extended from January 15th to January 21st were in memory of Jan. They were dubbed Pollock Week. Of course, remembering Jan Pollock meant remembering his protest against injustice and Soviet influence. The police fought back against the rebellion, violently. They beat demonstrators and pummeled them with water cannons. But in the process, they incited more ire than ever before. Ultimately, Pollock Week was a major catalyst for the Velvet Revolution, which toppled Czechoslovakia's communist regime 10 months later, at the end of 1989. Around the same time, the Berlin Wall was finally toppled. The fall of the Berlin Wall reverberated through both the communist and capitalist worlds. But for Czechoslovakia, it was Jan Pollock's fire that lit the path to freedom. Today, Jan is remembered with more reverence than ever. President Václav Havel, who took office in the wake of the Velvet Revolution, personally unveiled a bust of the activist on January 16, 1999. Even a decade after the revolution, and three decades after his self-immolation, he remained a symbol of defiance. The bust reportedly lives in a school in Chetate, Jan's hometown near Prague. There, it can inspire a new generation of students to fight complacency, whatever the cost. But of course, time always takes its toll, and for some young people, the name Jan Pollock is slowly losing its significance. In 2003, the doctor who treated Jan back in 1969 said, I regret very deeply that so many people seem to be forgetting the atmosphere of the time and what he did. But of course, the doctor never forgot Jan's directive to fight for the country. After her career in medicine, Yaroslava Mojarova served as one of the most widely respected senators in the Czech parliament. Even as times change, Jan's memory lives on. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories about political activists who risked it all for their beliefs, check out the Movers and Shakers season of my other podcast, Famous Fates. 
Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Nora Battelle, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Anya Bayerly. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Fact, fiction, fame. Discover the real story behind one of history's most formidable families in the Spotify original from Parcast, The Kennedys. Remember, you can binge all 12 episodes starting on Tuesday, January 19th. Listen free and exclusively on Spotify.